Welcome back to Buckle Up, Queers. The show that pushes the boundaries of comfort and humor. Now your hosts, Grunge Cowboy and Buckle Bear. That's actually really good. Know, That's really good. You. If you could name that song right now, I will Venmo you three hundred dollars. Uh, I'm gonna be pretty honest. In my headphones, it came out very distorted. It, so <laughs> it sounded like a harmonica, but I I I don't know what song that was. Probably Zach Bryan, but I, so, so, wow, probably Zach song. It is a Zach Bryan song. I knew it. It is. You're so good. I knew it. Thank you. You're so good. For you, Heathers, that listened to that, message us if you can tell us what song that was. Yeah, I'd love to know, actually, if anybody... Well, anybody that know has heard me play the harmonica in person before does know what song it is, because I like have it on repeat all the time. Well, now thanks to you, this episode has been demonetized because you just played some trademark music. So, no, I played a clip. Okay. Welcome to episode 19. Woo! Uh, are y'all freaking ready for Christmas? No. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Do you I have any fun? Christmas is on Monday. That's insane to me. It's crazy. I feel like... We say this all the time. I don't know about we. I say this every single year where I'm like, it literally has come so fast. But I'm really proud of myself because every year I tell myself that I want to do like things that are like festive. Um, And this year I actually did a lot. Like I had like a Friendsgiving, which I don't know if Friendsgiving I know is for Thanksgiving, but we did it for like Christmas. So like a Christmas party type situation with my friends where we just went over and had like a potluck dinner. It was really fun. That's cute. And then I did like a walk of lights and um, we went to a Christmas pop-up bar here in Austin, which was super fun. Very festive. Um, If you're familiar with Austin, you know that they just like go all out for every single holiday. So there's always like a pop-up bar for any given holiday. And it was really cool to like go and sip on some fun little festive cocktails. That's so cute. I also say this every year and want to do festive cute things but then i think about the copious amounts of people that like fucking gaggle to these places and like frolic through the stupid lights and i just don't want to deal with that many people but this year i might because colorado does an ice castle thing up in the mountains and they like build an entire castle like it's huge um and it's actually pretty affordable which i was not expecting um, so I might do that. That started, that starts tomorrow night. So I might buy tickets and go do that this week. Cause I've never been, and I've lived in Colorado my entire life. So I'm excited for that. It's super cute. That's fun. I feel like this time of year, which also every single year, now that technology is better, I feel like the stores aren't as bad as they used to. Cause I don't think anybody 
is really buying anything mm-hmm. at the stores. Like I've gone to Target a couple different times and don't get me wrong. It's busier than normal, but I mean, it's not like crazy. A lot of the times I'm spending like more time navigating through the aisles than I am waiting in lines. And I feel like in yeah. past years, it's been way opposite. Like there's 15 people waiting for a cashier and it's just all out hell. But this year it's been good. Everyone keep yeah. ordering your shit online unless it's you want to order from a local establishment. Well, even then, a lot of local establishments do online orders, which is super sick. But then also, like, just make sure you're preparing yourself because they are a small business and they're local. So shipping and getting things out too quickly is not always the case. So just yes. be kind in those moments. And if you fucked up and didn't order in time, that's on you. Don't get mad at the local business on that. Very much so. Do you do any like fun Christmassy like traditions? Do you and your family do? Are you a tradition family? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, is the short answer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we used to do like we used to do, like white elephant and like get together for dinners and stuff. But um, my immediate family is slowly drifting away from each other, which is okay. Like. Mm-hmm it just happens as kids get become adults and um, parental units decide to be fucking cunts and not do their job and be a parent and <laughs> support their children. So um, I thought not I thought to unpack trauma. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something as far as like, well, as you get older and then they start their families and then it's, but you just went, I went right. You went left. Yeah. No, I mean, my big brother has kids and he's the only one out of my mother's five children that has kids. So um, he does his thing with his girls, which is so cute. And I love that they do that. But other than that, like, I'll probably see my dad and my stepmom. But as far as like family gatherings go, probably not anything big, which is Mm -hmm. okay with me. Less stress. Yeah. We used to do um, the white elephant. Like, I remember... Like, we changed the white elephant a little bit. Like, during Thanksgiving, we'd roll one of those dice that has the letters on it. And then you had to, like, whatever it started with, that's what you had to buy the gift with. Like, so Ooh. if it was, like, a, a an A, you bought, like, a bag of apples or something like that. And then normally it would be, like, we would come up with the rules on Thanksgiving. And then it would be, like, the letter. And then you'd do, like, a gag gift. You would bring three gifts. You'd do a gag gift um like a mediocre gift and then one that actually had like not like monetary value but it was of value and so that was really fun but then as i don't know what happened we just fizzled out of doing it um i think truthfully because we started like i come from a really competitive family so we started like trying to one up each other both mm-hmm. on like the gag gift aspect but then also like the valuable gift and it just became not fun anymore like it actually started arguments when people would steal gifts and so we phased out of that and then we honestly i wouldn't even think it's a tradition i we do like the uh non-traditional christmas eve we do tacos and then Christmas dinner, we have like a prime rib and stuff like that. And um, we just sit around and shit talk. Um, the one thing that has been a tradition is as the family has gotten 
bigger and more like color, like siblings have introduced significant others, the bigger the family gets and the more shit talking happens because people are being introduced that we don't like. And so that's just <laughs> fucking great. Um, but then one thing that my family does, which is so unique is how we give our gifts or how we sign off our gifts. We don't put our names. We put our relationship to that person. So it's like, if my dad gives my mom a gift, it's he'll put from husband. Um, if like we give a sibling a gift, it's like from big brother or from bigger brother or from little brother or littler brother, um, from aunt, from uncle. It is, it's, I don't know what it is. It started as like, I think my parents just used to do it back and forth. And then we all like picked up on it. And so it just turned out to be really funny. Um, and then we started a new tradition where we do family superlatives um, where it's like, if you were bringing somebody into the family, who's the relative that you warn them about. Um, and so I send it out on Christmas Eve and then I read the answers on Christmas day. Um, <laughs> and that I, was really fun. It, it really just like tracks that you're in charge of that one. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I saw something the other day. Um, I read a New York times article and this guy was saying that he is the personality hire for his family. And that is a hundred percent me. A hundred percent me. I am curating the menu and the cocktail menu. I'm not buying shit. I'm not making shit. I'm not cooking shit. I am there solely for the entertainment. I am there to cause the drama. When I said earlier that we're shit talking, I'm in every single one of those pockets of shit talking. Yep. Every single fucking one. Everyone. And specifically, I curate these questions to start a little drama. Like, it's not your, fi it's not a fun family gathering if somebody doesn't leave early. I believe it. But also, I want to go back to, like, the way you guys label presents, because that's so freaking cute. I don't know why I'm obsessed with that, but I just, like, am so happy about it. Yeah. And it's, like, or, I, don't, I keep all my brothers, like, I call all of them brother. And, like, yeah. my littlest brother, I call him brother. I have... Like, if I use his name, it's just, like, something weird is going on. But um, that's just, like, so cute. Yeah, it's, like, been since I have been, like, it was, like, when my parents would always give us gifts, it would be, like, mom and dad. And then I never thought it was weird by any means. But then I started, we started picking up on, like, how they would address each other. And then it would be, like, them giving gifts to, like, my dad giving gifts to his brother. And he'd like from brother and sister-in-law and it like, it's just so it's, if you like, if somebody were to take a step back and like, look at my family, we are like, we don't show any affection towards one another. Like if you were to put us all in a room, <laughs> we just, we, we don't show any affection towards one another, but like, it's the kind of thing of like, I want to kill you most days, but I kill for you any day. Yeah. And it's like the typical, like, Hey, I'm going to talk shit about you all the time, but like, you don't get to talk shit about this person, like from outside. And so it just, it's very us labeling our gifts like that is so on brand because it's very shallow in a way, but also kind of funny. <laughs> At the same time. I think it's very endearing. Yeah. <laughs> Littler sis. Littler It's also bro. my favorite, like, knowing 
knowing you and then also finding out that your family doesn't show a lot of affection like when you find those things out about people a lot of things start to click and make sense and like the way you interact with humans on the daily is very (laughs) fascinating to me because my family's the opposite like we're always hugging we're always telling each other we love each other like i mean i play video games with my little brother every single night like at Mm -hmm. some point every day we play video games together and we will never get off offline without saying okay love you bye or like miss you love you yeah my mom and i definitely say i like facetime my mom pretty much like every other day and we always will say i love you but like my dad and like also aunts uncles it's very like i guess the love language that we show is acts of service so like the i mean the quickest way that i could think of it is i went through like tolls here in austin and um my dad and i like gotten like a little argument or something like that it wasn't anything major um and then i was like okay dad i have to go to work like i'm gonna i'll I'll talk to you later and then an hour later he like texts me he goes hey i took care of your tolls like that's his way of saying (laughs) i was wrong i apologize and so he does that with like everybody and i feel like that's just like such a typical dad thing is like he will never admit that he was in the wrong but like him doing those acts of service is another way of admitting that he was wrong and so yeah it's very much I definitely see myself taking after my father. That's so cute. I yeah, love it. So, um, but yeah, that's Christmas. I'm excited for it. It's going to be great. I'm excited too because this year I'm home and I don't have any plans for Christmas, which is something that I love. I am driving to Texas on the 26th. So, what? Don't look at me like that. What part? <clears throat> I'm going to be in Dallas, like Dallas Fort Worth area. That's only two hours away from me. So you should come see me then. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we can meet for lunch. That'd be cute. Um, but that would be really cute. I am planning on going to eat at Terry Black's at some point. Oh, wait. That's literally in my backyard. I could well, walk I there. there's more than one. From the Uber. <laughs> I think there is more than one, and I think there's one in... Actually, I'm going to look that up, because I think there's one in Dallas-Fort Worth that we're going to go to. It's oh. like a 40-minute drive from where I'm going to be. Um, I don't even but, know where Dallas is compared to Austin. I also don't know... Yeah, there's one in Dallas. So, that's the one we're going to go to. I also don't know how long I'm going to be there because I'm just coming to help my little brother move back to Colorado because they sold their house and um, they're moving back to Colorado, which I'm so freaking excited about because don't tell anybody, but he's my favorite little brother. Um, well, he's actually my favorite brother out of all of them. Your, your secret is safe with That's us. Good. I'm pretty sure none of my brothers listen to this, which is great because I can say that. And then yeah. when they do, they're going to yell at me, but he's just the brother that I've always been the closest to and he's just like very very important to me so I'm really excited to have him in the same state as me again um so I'm driving out the 26th I think they close on the 28th so the 27th is when we're gonna go eat um at Terry Black's for the last time and then 28th they close and I think we're driving back the 28th or 29th so okay well that just solves it I will not see you because I get back the 27th 
Okay, so you hate me. <laughs> well, it's not my fault that you didn't cross-check my calendar. You didn't cross-check mine before you booked your ticket. Sorry. We just, we honestly, we need a new assistant. Ours is just not cutting it. Yeah, honestly, they're kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, let's fire them. <laughs> Done. Start fresh. Thank you. Okay. I've been dying. I Okay. I've been so excited <laughs> to record this episode because I have purposely not texted you my um, intrusive thoughts to solely bring it up on this episode. But then also so much gay shit happened over oh the, since we recorded. So much. So much. <laughs> Do you know the gay shit I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. With the Senate? Yeah, of course I do. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's a fucking mess. So for those of you who are have been like living under a rock or aren't on the gay side of Twitter, um, last week, a little twink who was a senator's assistant or worked for some kind of senator or whatever it is, after hours, filmed a porno in the Senate room. Full on, <laughs> naked, bent over, getting absolutely railed. And when we railed. Say, when we say filmed, it's not like the close up point of view where it's like you're seeing some some dick go into a hole. It's like it's faces, it's back of the head, yeah. it's body, it's the room. Like it was like might as well have had it on point five because it was uh-huh. just like it was every. It was almost like they were intentionally recording every detail of this situation. Yeah. So this has been, has absolutely just divided the country because you get half the people that are like pissed off because they're like, hey, we've been working so fucking hard to get rights and like, you know, whatever it may be. And then there's the other half of the country that is like, fuck yeah get it when you can like fuck them like if they're not gonna give us you know if we're gonna have to continuously like fight we're just gonna fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah so which okay where where do you fall on this side okay first of all let's talk about the video um Uh if you want to see what we're talking about there is videos out there it is out there on the internet somewhere it took me a really long time to find the video because I think a lot of places are getting it taken down and like getting threatened by the government to like not have it up. So it was really difficult to find, but it is out there. Um, It's kind of funny to watch because it's just like, it's like a bad porno. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) then it's even funnier because you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, Where do I lay in that? I... Here's my thoughts is like, yes, you fucking idiots. Like we are fighting really hard to like, make sure that we can still be humans in this country. Um, But at the same time, I also know for a fact that there is so many straight people fucking in those buildings and those rooms all the time. Yeah. They straight sex is just boring and nobody records it because nobody wants to watch it. And so it's like not that exciting. Um, So I think it's like, one of those things where it's like, it's only a big deal because it was two men. Yeah. I also feel like one of the most important parts of this story was like, 
it was not somebody filming content for an OnlyFans. Like it was, I'm assuming these two were like dating or had a history and it was like something on their bucket list as far as like, hey, how cool would it be if we just fucked on the Senate floor? Like it wasn't like they were doing it for clout. The person who filmed sent it to like posted on his like close friends and to a very um like small group chat and then obviously somebody screen recorded it and posted it everywhere so one it's that kind of made me kind of change my mind of it being like i damn it is kind of like i can see where people are upset mm-hmm. but also at the same time i'm like kind of fucking iconic like yeah i mean i like i for sure understand why people are upset and i think they have every right to be uh because it almost makes like a mockery of what we have worked hard for as a community Mm -hmm. but also you're kind of a fucking idiot for sending that out like if that like if you're recording it just for your personal thing of like i did that i fucked in the senate room it was fun it was wild Keep that yeah. shit in your phone and keep it on lock. Like, make sure nobody else sees that. Why would you ever send that to anybody? Because when money's involved, friends cannot be trusted. And I guarantee oh, yeah. you the friend that, like, screen recorded that or downloaded and saved it or whatever they did and sent it to somewhere got paid big money for that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's, well, also, too, like, keep it to yourself. And, like, if you want to show somebody, show at, like, a fucking bar on your own phone. Like, literally. That's like that's the only time you that you hold your it. phone. You don't let them touch it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's just kind of silly. I mean, it, it. I think it's fucking hilarious that yeah they got that video leaked, and obviously both people no longer probably work in in those buildings. But yeah. Also, it, somebody brought up like a really good point too, as far as like, uh, did. Were were they ever kind of expecting to get away with it? Because aren't there, I would imagine, like a Capitol building being just laced with security cameras. Like consistently cameras, and constantly under surveillance. People, like security. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you work in that building, you know when, like, when and where to do things. Yeah. That's very true. But and really this has been happening for many moons because who was it? Hillary Clinton? Wait, who sucked somebody's dick in the White House? Monica Lewinsky? Is that the name of the Oh yeah. For? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. She blew the president in the White House. Well that's a house. Yeah, but it's still like government property. That's true. Because the Oval so is Office park. is in the White House and the Oval Office is an office of the government. So technically it's all the same. And I mean, honestly, if you've ever fucked in a park, you're pretty much halfway there. That's government property too. That's true. And honestly, well, I guess I should say this very loosely, but depending on who the president was, if I had the chance to blow him in the the Oval Office, why not? Oh yeah. I mean, it depends like Biden. Definitely not. He's just too old for me. That man couldn't get it up. His brother, though. His brother, though. Those His brother leaked. can get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. Speaking of the White House and, like, the government systems, have you watched, do you watch Paris' show Paris in Love? 
Um, I haven't watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, so her second season just came out, and are you like, do you know what happened with her second season? No. So Paris Hilton had a baby. Uh huh. Um, but she's London. Huh? The baby's name is London. Uh, no, that's not true. That's going to be her second baby's name, which maybe she had her second baby already. I don't know. I'm not that caught up because you know me. I just like, I like scratch at the surface of like celebrity stuff. Um, Uh But her first child, I can't remember his name now all of a sudden. And it's going to drive me nuts. Um, Phoenix. His name is Phoenix. So she and her husband wanted to have a baby. London, can't see, you, you know can't, I can't see, see it. I know. So then she yeah, must have a second baby. By a now. daughter, yeah. 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 So they, for their first baby, they decided they wanted to have a kid. And Paris is doing IVF and like getting those treatments and stuff to make sure that she can have a child or whatever. And the first one, they decided to use a surrogate. So they took her embryos or her eggs or however they do the science and they put them inside a woman and then they took her husband's sperm and made a baby inside of a different woman. So it is both of their child. It was just grown Mm -hmm. in a different body, but they didn't tell anybody until a week after he was born. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like literally nobody like not family, not her parents, not her sister. Like nobody knew about this child. They like the only people that knew were her and the surrogate and that's it. And so when they like got to the hospital, they had to have like a separate suite and then it's like pay security to be on the floor to make sure that nobody would see them going in or out of the hospital. And they took the baby home and like, wouldn't they, she like kicked her whole staff out of the house for a week, like told them it was being fumigated for like bugs or something. And Hired a nanny, of course, because she's Paris Hilton. Why wouldn't you? And so basically, like, the whole first week, like, is just her, her husband, and the nanny. And then she invites her mom over and is, like, sitting on the couch and, like, hey, blah, 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 I have a surprise for you. And she, like, leaves the room and comes back with a baby in her hands with a blanket over it. And her mom just, like, starts bawling and is, like, are you serious? Is this real? But I was, like, how iconic is that that you can have an entire ass kid and not say a word about it? And just surprise your entire family. And I guess it's, like, way easier if you have a surrogate, obviously. But, yeah, like, it was just crazy to think. And, like, listening to her reasonings, her and her husband's reasonings of why is, like, they wanted to make sure that because they she's such a public figure that everything in her life has been mostly out of her control as far as, like, what people know about her or, like, things like that. And so she was like, I just wanted to have control over this and I wanted to be the one that, like I wanted to make sure the first pictures of my child were from me instead of yeah. like somebody in a hospital. Room or, yeah. So it was kind of sweet and endearing. And I just like have a lot of respect from her or something. Cause she's, she plays this dumb blonde bitch on TV, but then like, if you just watch like her in real life and in her show, like she's just a really hardworking, smart businesswoman that has gone through a lot of shit and has turned it into yeah. success. Well, I think also it's like it was it's genius for her to just create that character of Paris Hilton that we all understand from The Simple Life. And for her to come out, she was like the I mean, she was the original influencer and she was everywhere in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't want to say MIA. I think she purposely took a step back, which is really great um, to just kind of focus on herself and not be in the public eye. I find it kind of crazy. I can understand not telling the public or telling like loose friends, but not telling your mom. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? That, that to me is like crazy, but also at the same time, I have seen TikToks where um, like a daughter or a son or somebody lives in a different country mm-hmm. and then they don't tell their parents. And then the first time that they meet is like, Hey, here's your grandson or granddaughter. Yeah. And that to me, I can see, I can see where it's even more special because it's probably, I'm assuming it's super exciting to know that your son or daughter is pregnant with your grandchild, but then also to have that feeling and then immediately be able to hold your grandson or grandchild yeah. is probably way, way more exciting. So I could see yeah. it. It happens. But it's also, it's also very Paris Hilton. Like she, I feel like she doesn't do anything normal. And oh, that no. for sure is like not normal. Yeah. Not, it's crazy. I mean, just watching that, obviously like with that show, she's showing us what she wants us to see, but yeah. it's just like really cool to see the way her brain works and like, the way she navigates her businesses and what she does. Like she threw a whole ass concert, like, and there was a lot of famous people there. And it was like, generally, gen, genuinely, genuinely the worst concert I've ever seen. Like production was really great, but her voice, like she's just, it's just a lot of auto tune, which I just like, I, yeah. I'm not super into, but it's very like two thousands, Britney Spears. Like yeah, all auto tune, no talent, and but she's like so invested in her art and her music and in her singing that she makes it. Like I would go to the concert because it's just a good time. Yeah, well, I mean, she probably would also whip out like a DJ set, and I, everyone says that she's like actually a really great DJ. Yeah, she is. I've looked up videos because when I learned she was a DJ, DJ, which wasn't that long ago, I was like, "What the fuck? How the fuck is she a DJ?" And then I like looked it up. I was like. Damn, she kind of kills it. Yeah. It's wild. What it would be like to have just the Hilton fortune. To be a billionaire and just be able to be a DJ if you want one day. and Yeah. And have <laughs> unlimited amount of time to practice it so you could actually become pretty good. Yeah. Is fucking great. Or even just like hiring somebody to teach you where you're like, yeah. I want to do this, but I don't know how here, here's $5 million. Teach me how to be the best at it. Yeah. Crazy. That's well, speaking of nine months and just having money to spend excess money to spend. Have you heard of this nine month cruise? No. Okay. So I don't know which cruise line it is, but There is a cruise line that essentially has taken like a semester at sea on steroids and all of its passengers, you can do it in chunks, but it's a nine month cruise. So you can do it in segments of three months or you can do the whole nine months. For the whole nine months, it comes out and you have to do it in pairs. Like you can't just buy a solo bed, like each room comes with a partner 
So you have to like purchase the room. It's six thousand six hundred sixty-six dollars a month per room. A month. So divide a month. So divide that by two. It's close to like thirty-three hundred dollars per month, which is actually not that expensive. If you had a significant other that you okay, keep in mind. Don't give me that face. This is this is why. It's actually not that expensive. So it's a cruise. So you get your gym membership completely paid for. So if you think about it, that's close to like 50 bucks a month. What's that's like $600 a month. I think or $600 a year. I was going to say $600 a month. I don't know what gym you're going to, but it ain't it. Yeah, no. Um all the food that you can eat, so it's like buffet style. I don't know about you, but I spent like $100 a week on groceries. So that's $400 a month right there. You're already up to $450. Unlimited alcohol for the whole nine months too. That right there, let me tell you, I take that as a challenge. (laughs) I will get my fucking money's worth. I 100% will get my money's worth. Yeah, you would. But here's the thing. I think it's like... A thousand people or guests or whatever they're calling them are on this cruise. And I just want to hear what you, what would you be able to do a nine month cruise? I wouldn't even be able to do a week cruise. <laughs> Cruises scare me so much. <laughs> Have you ever been on a cruise? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, they terrify me because th- so many people go missing on cruises. And nobody, like, it's never publicized. Like, people just don't talk about it that much. And, like, one of my best friends, he goes on a cruise, like, six times a year with his family. And he's obviously fine and still here. He's literally on one right now. He boarded the ship this morning. But if you look up, like, missing people on cruises, the amount of, like, stories and articles that you will find about unsolved people going missing on cruise ships is out of this world. Yeah. Out of this world. Because imagine you're just in the middle of the ocean. Who knows where? Because it's fucking pitch black and you can't see anything but the boat. And you're just like sitting there on the deck enjoying a nice little cocktail. And then all of a sudden you're in the water and nobody knows you're in there. Are you pushed? Did you jump? Did you trip and fall? Did the boat hit a wave and you just like capsized over? Like nobody knows what happened because you're just gone. That's true. That's true. And then the cruise line is going to pay you off so that they don't, you don't say anything so that you don't ruin their name. Yeah. I probably a hundred percent would love to go on a cruise. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, I also (laughs) really want to book a cruise for 2024, but specifically, specifically, I want to go on a gay cruise. I would love that. That'd be so fun. There is a documentary out called Love Boat, which honestly, the production of it is very, it's very um, low budget, but um, it's very true. It's, I like it because they pull from like a wide variety of different gay guys as far as um, them going on this cruise and like what they're looking for and this and that. And it looks 
it looks like it'd be a lot of fucking fun. And just to be surrounded by that many gay people for just a solid week, mm-hmm. either would be the most magical experience I've ever had, or I'd want to go back in the closet. <laughs> it could definitely go both ways for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like the type of gay that goes on gay cruises though, I think there's two different types of gay cruises. There's like the Folsom street fair type. And then there's mm-hmm. like the classy gay type where it's like, you're just there to be gay with other people and like drink and enjoy whiskey and like have a good time. Yeah. I think um, I've heard, one. I've heard very, I've heard both ways. Like I've heard somebody who said, oh, I would not like it because it's pretty much just like seven days of circuit parties, which if you're not <laughs> familiar what a circuit party is, it's pretty much just gay guys high on ketamine, dancing their asses <laughs> off to house music and dicks out on the dance floor and just people are hooking up, whatever it may be. Or the other people that are like, oh my God, it was so much fun because yeah, you have those circuit party gays, but then also what it's a gay cruise. So it attracts a lot of different gays. So while the circuit party is going on, there's also a lot more like chill kickback people that are avoiding those. And -hmm. I feel like I would be that person. I feel like I'd want to go to one of the circuit parties to just like experience it and like just see the craziness. But then I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm here for an hour and I'm going to go and fucking sit in a hot tub somewhere. Yeah, can we do can we do a cruise that there's like one day of circuit party and then the rest is just chill? I'll I'll talk to the cruise director for sure. Thank you for so sure. much cuz I would really enjoy that. But also I don't want to do ketamine and I don't really love dancing that much like it's fun for a little bit but no way I'm doing it for like 7 plus hours. Um no, there's so no I need way. other options for this like circuit party type thing like are we going to have like circus games like fair games can we have like a dunk tank can we have like yeah pin the tail on the donkey you know that sounds like a great time to me also one thing about circuit parties and i'm just gonna i'm actually gonna kind of open this up to a lot of gay events i don't know what the fascination with house music that the gay community has i don't understand it i don't either it's it's not fun to dance to it's like you're just bopping up and down like if i want to dance and don't i love like i love to dance i want fucking ass shakers i want to be able to sing to it i want a full millennial the shit out of that dance where i want to put my hands up (laughs) i want to be that woo girl i want to fucking split my pants open that's what i want to do i don't want to just bop around to fucking house beats lo-fi music that just doesn't sound like fun there's probably going to be a lot of Heathers that come for me for saying this, but I like don't think that house music is enjoyable unless you're on drugs. Oh yeah, <clears throat> like there's Are a Heather's few songs for you. Some might people love house music. I don't... People love it. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but there's just like, and I do know that a lot of people that go to raves and stuff like there's a lot of love there, and it's like a really good experience from what I've heard and the raves back in my day are way different than the raves are now. Very, very, Mm -hmm. very different. Like when I was a young little raver kid, I would, it would be like a warehouse in the middle of nowhere and you'd have to like get a weird text to get there. Like it was never publicized and you'd like get in and everybody just did their thing and it was like fun. And then you went home. Whereas now it's like, yeah, 
festivals and you buy wristbands and you camp in dirty mud and like don't shower for three days and call yourself a Wookiee, which is crazy. <laughs> um, I have come to the conclusion that I am over my festival days. I pre-sale for ACL came up this last weekend and there was not one bone in my body that was itching to purchase a ticket even mm-hmm. honestly even if one of my favorite performers or favorite artists come to that festival i truly don't think i'll go i just i don't i'd much rather just spend the money to see them alone and make a yeah. night out of it instead of like fucking trying to get through the crowd and it just it it used to be very appealing to me those of you who have known me for a while i used to be i used to fucking love going to coachella been a couple years absolutely loved it i used to go to in sacramento up in tahoe there's snow globe and then there's outside lands and all these different like bottle rock all these different festivals i fucking loved going to them it was i was that typical person that like festivals were my personality and i don't know what it is (laughs) i just don't fucking want to go to them anymore yeah same I think the only like the only type of festival I would enjoy is like a country jam, but I also wouldn't want to go to any. I'd want to go to one day and that's it. Yeah, like you're not going to catch me camping in a parking lot. Yeah, which if you were ever thinking about going to a festival that has camping, depending on where it is, specifically Coachella, fucking camp, just do it. It is, and I'm not a camper. It is so much fucking fun. And they have these like nice ass showers. You can go and shower. They're fucking great. I love them. I 100% would support it. Will not be me. 10 out of 10. It won't be me anymore. Will not be me ever. I did see a New York Times article on a new tent that just kind of got invented. And it's like okay. a blow up mattress, but it's a tent and it's the coolest fucking thing ever. So basically like this tent has a frame of tubes and you hook it up to like a blow up machine and it blows it up. And then you have like a literal house tent and there's like a hole in the wall where you can put a wood, like a wood burning stove. And it's, I'm going to find one and send it to you. Cause that is the camping I want to do. These tents are probably a couple grand. I'd say three to five grand. Oh, I haven't yeah. looked into them because I just know I can't afford it. Um, so if there's a sugar daddy out there listening that wants to buy me a tent, I would love that. (sighs) Love it. I see. Here's the thing. In the last couple weeks, and I don't know if I've told you this because I, I just feel like you're going to roast me for it. I have gotten the urge to go camping. so here's the thing Mm -hmm. I love that for you but I also know that the minute you get on to the campsite and you have to like lift a single finger to put up a tent you're gonna throw a fit (laughs) grab a tequila sunrise and expect somebody else to put it up for you while you enjoy your drink See, you are very on point with that because what I'm picturing is possibly, and there 
our conversations of me going on potential camping trips. Um, I'm already planning on excuses on how to show up a couple hours late. So by the time I get there, the campsite is set up (laughs) because the idea of camping is really fascinating to me. The idea of setting up a fucking tent. No, 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 thank you. No. If you're going to, also... you have to commit yourself 100%. Don't be a little bitch. No. Learn how to fucking pitch a tent. I know how to fucking pitch a tent. That's why I don't like camping is because my family growing up, we fucking went camping every other goddamn weekend. So I know how to fucking pitch a tent. I know how to fish. I know how to do all of that shit. That's, I just, it, we did it so much growing up. That's why I don't want to do it anymore. But now maybe my inner child is just screaming like, go, go yeah, into the you woods. Need it, you need it to heal. Yeah. Go fuck in the woods. <laughs> Very much it. so. Everything that I do, like planning, and I texted you this the other day. Not the other day. It was a couple weeks ago. I, everything I do from here on out. We'll be gay adjacent. I'm not going camping with straight people. I'm going camping. That doesn't sound fun. Straight people camping is different because then they want to like. Why what? Wait, you don't think straight people camping doesn't sound like fun? No. Or gay camping? They want to like no straight camping doesn't sound fun because they want to like go hunting and like kill a rabbit and eat it and they want to like do things that I don't want to do. If I'm camping, I want to re- like I want it to genuinely be the most relaxing weekend of my life. Like I want to just like lay there and look at the stars. I hate the smell of fire, like a fire pit. I hate it. I hate how much it like gets on your clothes. I hate how much it sticks on everything. Then the whole car ride home, you have to smell it. It's so bad. I hate it so much. And especially like anybody listening that has a beard knows this that but beards pick up everything around you and so it's obviously close to my nose so that's all i can smell so the minute there's a campfire around i'm walking the other way but i do want to like sip a nice cup of hot coffee and stare at the stars and like maybe go on a cute little nature walk i don't want to go hiking i just want to go on a nature walk maybe find a stream i want to go off-roading which i know you hate but it would be fun Mm -hmm. very 2024 trendy of you yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Except I'm not taking my You're truck welcome. off-roading because it's too nice. My truck is for sure a pavement princess. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's a fucking <laughs> city girl. Actually, I shouldn't yep. say my truck is a pavement princess. It's just like trails in Colorado are very narrow and like overgrown with like bushes and trees because it's obviously in nature. So um, mm-hmm. when you take your car off-roading here, you're most likely going to get a bunch of like trail scars, like scratches on your car. Um, uh-huh. And my truck was not made for scratches. My truck was made to rally. So if it, if I was like off-roading in Texas on some dirt roads, that would be a different story. Maybe I'll do it. I don't know what you just said. About That's any okay. of that, when you somebody out there knows what I'm talking about, when you went on a rant about off roading, I started thinking about other things. <laughs> what's new? It's always about what's in your brain. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Very much so. But also, 
Yeah, no. Who knows? Maybe I'll fucking go camping one day. I mean, obviously glamping. I'm 100% down for some glamping. But mm-hmm. there's also... Okay, this is going to put into perspective why I would need to tag along with somebody who goes camping. One, because I don't have any any of the shit. I know there's probably places that you can go and rent it, which would be fun. But, like, I wouldn't... I truly... Because I haven't gone in so long, and, like, the last time I went, my parents did everything... I wouldn't fucking know what to pack. And this is the difference. So here in Austin, every single person that has been here for a while has said, oh my God, just wait till you experience the Texas freeze. Like those Mm -hmm. of you, you understand Texas power grid. She's a sensitive bitch. And so sometimes she'll go off. So everyone's like, hey, make sure you have stuff to where you could go like 48 hours without power. I'm like, no, no. I'm immediately throwing myself off the balcony. That's not happening. (laughs) No. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me get prepared. Um, I went to this, I've never heard of, uh, it's called the Academy, which is, I guess like a outdoorsy shop or whatever it is. Um, I bought a fucking hot Mm -hmm. plate. Good for you. Do you know what, no, do you know what a hot plate is? A hot plate with no power. Exactly. You I thought I was buying. <laughs> I thought I was buying a camping stove. You're the Paris Hilton of our lifetime. No, no, no. That is disrespecting Paris Hilton. I am You're the Paris right. Hilton on Simple Life. <laughs> I am yeah, you the are. character just a dumb Paris bitch. Hilton on Simple Life. <laughs> and That's I so fucking ex- funny. <laughs> I can't explain to you the confidence. That I had just like, I'm fucking prepared. Like, bring it on. I have like five gallons of water that are like stored in my closet just in case. Like, I've been like, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm buying like something that's like non-perishable. And then I'm like, oh, but don't fucking worry. I also started like loading up on ice that I won't touch. So like, if my shit goes bad, I can put it in my cooler. Or I could just fucking put it outside because if it's freezing outside, why the fuck can't I put it out there? I mean, I guess that's true. I walked out of that place, came home, sent a picture in a group chat. And then someone's like, babe, how are you going to use that with no power? (laughs) So... I love that you don't Anyways, send me things like that because you know that I'm just going to fucking wreck you. There are 100% really so people. There are people in my life that I fucking already know. Like, I don't even need to send it to you because I already have your voice in my head of just like, <laughs> you dumb bitch. And I'm you really are happy I can be like, that person for you. You are one of those people where if I do something stupid, I'm like, okay, you know what? We're just going to lock this in and not tell anybody or specifically <laughs> tell that person you. Um, but you know what? For the Heathers, I have to. I'll embarrass myself. It's fine. Well, if you ever want to go camping and you want to come to Colorado and visit, I have two tents. I have one four-person tent and I have one two-person tent. And I have... So in other words, it's one-person tent. One one you and me yeah. tent. Okay. And then one one-person tent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I also have a propane coffee maker. 
so we can make a pot of coffee I'm, while camping with propane. Um, I have air mattresses. I have tarps to tie down stuff in the bed of my truck. I have See, I have all the things we need. I have coolers. I have everything. Far too much admin. Far too much. It's not admin because I have it all. Yeah, but you have to remember to pack it. You have to make a list. Well, no, no, I just throw it in the bed of my truck and we go. In on my in my Amazon wish list, I have a bed tent that fits in the bed of my truck, and it like becomes a tent. And then I also have an air mattress that fits in the bed of my truck. So quick, quick camping. But then you got to remember food. Yeah, easy. That's the first thing I'm going to pack. Are you kidding me? You know I love to eat. By the time I like get all of this shit, it's just way cheaper and easier to just book a fucking five-star hotel and sit by a pool. Or get a cute Airbnb in the mountains with a hot tub. Yes. Oh, that's my dream. Speak by that's, love language. I literally want to do that so bad, and I need to do it this winter. I need to find an Airbnb that is like secluded and has a hot tub outside on the back deck, and mm-hmm. I can just sit in the hot tub whenever I want and just stare out in the abyss and maybe get eaten by a bear, maybe get abducted by an alien. Who knows? But that's just that's like my dream, and that's all I want out of life right now is even just one night, one night there. Yeah. No, I want to. I want two nights. Um, I have this goal, dream, one would say, of finding people that will do a share house either during the winter or during the summer. I did a one, two, two summers ago, and it's great. It's based, I mean, share house is just a fancy way of just saying like a group of friends that rents out like an Airbnb. But, like, it's so interesting because you rent it for, like, a long term. So, you have your room there for, like, a month or, like, two months or whatever it is. And then some people stay there. The Yeah, some people stay there the two months. And then some people, like, what I had to do is I, like, went for, like, weekends. And then I, like, went back to work. And then I came back for weekends. And it's just, it's a lot of fun because they're usually, like, massive houses. So, it's, like eight nine bedroom houses and so you know one person or maybe two people but it's like you're essentially sharing this house with strangers and it's a lot of fucking fun it's a lot of fun i'm curious are we getting to the age where like a timeshare is is in our horizon no 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 i feel like we are no are you wait do you know what a timeshare is yeah, you buy a piece of a house and then you get a certain amount of time there every year. Yeah, like uh, like a month. Like yeah, a certain month great. of the years is yours. Yeah, I'm talking great. about like I'm talking about a house and all of us are there at the same time. I know, but I don't I don't want that cuz I'm very selective of who I spend like that long of quality time with. So I don't really want that. That's the whole point because there's always like fun little like pockets of drama. And then a lot of times you're like, you'll, someone will bring a friend that will be there for just this one weekend. And I did it and it was me. And there was one bisexual man and one other gay man. And then everyone else was straight and we didn't do anything, but I would just fucking love to do it with a whole bunch of gay men. And then some of them bring their friends and then you can just have fun on weekends and 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> How does that not sound like fun? I just I just would love to have a timeshare and then I could bring people to my timeshare that I want to hang out with for a weekend or so, you know? Like, that sounds yeah. more fun to me than just like, oh, let's see what happens when we throw these 10 people into a house together and nobody knows what's going to happen. That sounds like just no. a reality TV show and I don't want to watch that. Ex- exactly why I fucking loved it because it's solely that idea. I can guarantee you... I actually know like five other reality shows that were like based off of that idea. And Mm -hmm. it is so much fucking fun. And I just, I just love it. So if you are gay and you want to rent a house over the summer, um, or maybe even like a short little stint in winter. So we can have our like fun little jacuzzi moment slide into the DMS because that just sounds like fucking fun. I, I'm not even kidding you. On Facebook, I am searching for shared house groups because I I just <laughs> I want to I want to do it. And then on my Instagram a while ago, I like posted a, like a story to see if anybody would want to do it. And I had like 25 people that were actually willing to do it. And we started like researching areas to do it and have fun. Um, and then I ended up moving. And so I had to like put the kibosh on it. Interesting. That's where you and I are just so different is the thing, the ideas we have that are fun. I'm very social and you fucking hate everybody. No, I'm selective social. Okay. This is, this is, I feel like we'll explain you and I to the T. I am very social and happy to every single person but i will shit talk about you behind your back 100 <laughs> percent. you're the polar opposite where you're very selective in the people that are in your circle and you won't shit talk anybody correct because i just say it to my face <laughs> exactly <laughs> i have no shame in just speaking truth all the time and it's like i feel like i have to just be so protective of my like my energy and my time and my space because I get so exhausted when I'm around people I don't want to be around. And so when Mm -hmm. I am in those situations where it's like, Hey, I want to go out tonight, but I don't like, there's nobody going to be there that I want to spend time with. I'm just exhausted from that. I don't want to do it. Whereas like, if it's people that I want to spend time with, I'll be there for hours. I don't like, we can spend the night. That'd be cute and fun. Yeah. But I'm also going to tell my friends to their face that they're stupid idiots. If, that needs to be done and you're going to wait till like they when, leave and you're going to text somebody and say, Oh my God, this dumb bitch. Oh no, I'm not waiting till they leave. I'm pulling the person aside <laughs> and we're shit talking <laughs> at the event. I'm, I'm, I'm having some, we're going into the girlies room and we are meeting like, Oh my God, did you see what that fucking person did? <laughs> I had to explain to my, I am, my straight friends the other day, what the difference is between like straight men, girls and gays. And how girls and gays are like the same and then straight men are just like out here on this island by themselves because he kind of went out with this girl on accident. It accidentally became a date, but they ended up like kissing and now they're like trying to see where things are. And he waited four days to tell me this. (laughs) And I know both of them very well. Like he's one of my good friends and she's, I've known her for like three and a half years very closely yeah and so 
he like texts me and was like, Hey, I have to tell you something. And I was like, okay. And he's like, how's your day been? I was like, really great. And he goes, well, I hope you're still really great. And then he tells me and I was like, why is this going to make me less great? I'm excited for you guys, but why did you wait so long to tell me? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't think about it. (laughs) You, if you're going to be my friend, you have to like channel your inner gay and you need to go to the bathroom after you kiss her and text me and say, Hey, this is going on. And I'm going to say, Whoa, 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 what the fuck? Oh, a hundred. If I'm doing anything scandalous by any means, I'm immediately the moment after I've at least texted like five or six people, my friends to let them know. That's what but I'm then saying. Also. Yeah. But then also I had first, first experience, firsthand experience with this as well too, where one of my straight friends, like we were texting back and forth or something like that. And he's like, Oh yeah. Like your name got brought up. And I was like, Oh, Oh, did it? And I immediately like called him and I was like, so who was it? What were we talking about? How, what was the context? What was the transition into my name being brought up? Give me everything. Like I want the tea. I don't even care if they were shit talking me. Like you're shit talking about me. Like I'm still in your fucking mind. So, and he goes, Oh, well, I kind of forgot. Like I just, your name just got brought up. And I was like, you have nothing else. You have nothing. Don't even fucking talk to me. Don't even what tell is the me point? That. What is the point of even mentioning it? If you're not going to like no details. No, it's exactly. And that's the thing. Girls and gays have every single fucking detail. And they explain every single detail because every single detail is important and it adds a layer to the story. Mm-hmm. So you are getting a background story. You're getting the current story. And then you're getting a feeling story. And then you're getting a should I do this or I want to do this. You're getting every single mm-hmm. thing. With a fucking straight man, it's like a two-minute conversation and you left 10 times more confused than when you started the conversation. <laughs> 100%. I told him after he told me this, I was like, okay, well, I need details. You need to tell me what happened, all of it. And then I said, instead of mansplaining it to me, I need you to gaysplain it. And he yeah. said, what? And I was like, I need every detail. How did you kiss? What time? Where did it happen? Like, I need all the details. I don't want you to say, yeah, it was a Friday night. We kissed. It was great. Yeah. Having a conversation with an AI bot is way more mentally stimulating than having a conversation <laughs> with a straight man. It is so fucking annoying. It, you might as well have a conversation with your fucking refrigerator. The, and it's so funny because they're so protective of their like the the details they give people. And it's so weird to me. And I don't know if it's just because like they're airheaded and just don't think about these things. Or if they're intentionally not telling us detail because they're, it's like a trauma response. Like they're like, no, if I tell you detail, you're going to know all about it. And then you're going to use it against me one day. Or like, you're going to try to like meddle in it or I don't, what is the point? If you're going to tell me something, tell me all of it. Absolutely. I just want to be a fly on the wall with like a group full of straight men and just to see the conversations that they are having, like not even necessarily the topic of the conversation, but just how deep it goes and if there's any sort of like feelings or details involved because i truly don't think straight men have conversations with each other no well that's the thing is i've been around straight men that are having like deep intentional emotional conversations with each other but then when you like when one of us tries to talk to them they're just go dumb they like forget how to use words. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, and you know what? It's not my place to get 
No, we're going to figure this out. I did learn, which I sent you this. So we last week we talked about how men beat their meat and how I couldn't figure out what it was called for women. Oh, yeah. We learned. We learned. Thanks to one of our Heathers. It's called flicking the bean, which is mildly disturbing. And I don't yeah. love the visual that that term provides. But we know now. Agreed. So for all those yeah. gays that were wondering, women do flick their bean. And it is okay. I don't like it. Do they Do they maybe also jack their beanstalk? <laughs> we should cut the episode. <laughs> we're done. We honestly stop fucking recording. Love ya. Love ya.